The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour, and they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com, to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. Is that the pitch? Here. Water sucks. Gatorade is better. No. That's a pretty good tackle. You, you never heard that? Put that on a T-shirt. That's from the Water Boy. Oh, you know, oh, remember? Yeah, the water right. sucks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It really, really sucks. I don't remember sucks. that either. Yeah. And it goes Gatorade. <laughs> hey, homies! It's producer Pete Demolatis again, aka Pete Demolatis. This is our third and final episode of our Super Bowl interview series. Uh, so today you'll hear Chris and Mike Florio from Radio Row talking to some of the best defensive players in the NFL. We've got Aiden Hutchinson, who tells us the story behind his video game name. TJ Watt uh, tells us how the Renegade uh, boost is real at Steelers home games. Uh, Max Crosby comes in hot. He's got a bone to pick with Sims, and he does not hold back. Then Sauce Gardner tells us about the time an Aaron Rodgers pass burned his gloves. And we've also got Bobby Wagner weighing in on the Seahawks moving on from Pete Carroll. Uh, but first, the guys talk to Hall of Fame running back Emmett Smith, who has some very harsh words for the entire Cowboys organization. Enjoy the interviews, guys. It is a Super Bowl week tradition. One of the greatest running backs of all time, the all-time NFL leading rusher, and he usually brings... Tequila. Oh, he's bringing and the tequila. He's got the tequila with him today, the great Emmett Smith. Emmett, welcome back, buddy. Thank you, guys. How are you doing? We're doing great, man. Yeah, always, always, always good to have you here. I mean, we try to make you a yearly thing. Like it's like one of our things. It's not a Super Bowl unless we talk to Emmett. Well, damn it. Cool. You're I'm good. glad you're, you're down that, with that. Yes, I'm down for that. I mean, damn. I mean, when I grew up, it just you were in the Super Bowl anyway, so we might as well keep the damn thing not? going. And it's gonna be a long time for my Cowboys get here, so why not keep <laughs> talking about it? So I mean, it I love it. Say it's gonna be next year. Jerry's going all, all in. Going He's going all, all in. in. What does all in look like? I don't know. Yeah, you got to what all in looks like. <laughs> it means it means something different to everybody. <laughs> <laughs> you're funny. You are funny. All right. You know one thing. I'm. I, I don't. You know. We've asked you so many questions over the year. I don't know if I've ever asked you this one. Is what was the difference in feeling Super Bowl one compared to Super Bowl two you played in? There right? was no feeling in Super Bowl three. Right. Okay. No feeling in Super no Bowl feeling. three. No. No like, tingling. No. Nah. Like just a game. Here we go. I was so mad. I was disappointed. Right. I was like, what happened? The Steelers Super Bowl. Super Bowl yeah, thirty. Yeah. What happened? Right. I'm like, where are the butterflies? Right. I don't feel nothing. Am I not ready to play right. or what? I start questioning. Right. Because Super Bowl one and two, one was really hyped. Rose Bowl. Yes. Right. First because one the for very you guys. First one. Right. The second one was moderately hyped. Right. But that third one, I'm like, pinch me. Yeah. I mean, I, am I sleeping? I mean, am I not sensing what I'm supposed to sense? 
something is wrong, it wasn't nothing wrong. Right. It was all about the experiences of being in a big moment at the big t- at oh, the right time. Okay, so I'm glad you're going down this because in that game too, yeah. you guys showed that experience. You jumped out on them. They were nervous yeah, and all yeah, suit. Yeah, you're throwing yeah. bombs to Dion yeah, and you're yeah, yeah. running down yeah. the middle of the field, yeah, right? Yeah. yeah. So do you feel like you feel like that's an advantage for Kansas City in these kind of things? I think it can be an advantage right. to Kansas City, but it also can be a disadvantage. Yeah. The advantage part of it is, okay, they know it's a football game. Right. And they know that the other opposing team is going to come with a lot of energy and everything else. The question is, how do they withstand that, that first onslaught? Right. And that first level of energy, and how long would that energy sustain itself right. for the Niners? Right. Now, on the other side, and this is what Kyle Shanahan experienced when he was in Atlanta. Yeah, yeah. When the Falcons end up losing to the Patriots, the Patriots right? They ran out of gas. This right. just ran out of gas. It wasn't the fact that they were not playing hard. It's right. just they couldn't not sustain that energy level for right. a period of time. And Brady was like, "Yeah, yeah. I knew this was going to happen at some point. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm gonna get you behind. Right. I'm gonna like pick you apart. Yeah, now. I'm, I'm gonna pick you. Yo, everybody tired. Right. Everybody can't move the same. Right. And and that's what's what you're looking at right now when you're talking about experience versus inexperience. Right. Right. The Cowboys today. Is Specifically, there, uh, well, are they here? Well, no. Oh. Well, one of them is. There goes oh. Michael. Is that Irv? Michael Irvin. That's there Irv. There he is. Play, there he is. Play, Michael Playmaker. There's the playmaker. There he is. Come say hi. Come on, Michael. Oh, go oh ahead, Michael's got to go. All right. All right. Michael, yep. come by later. Um, Mike McCarthy's still the head coach. How surprised were you that Jerry decided to keep him after that playoff loss to the Packers? I was completely surprised. Um, I know how disappointed I was as a player to see that product put on the football field. Yeah. It is not becoming of the Dallas Cowboys mystique, respect, the brand. Right. It is not represent it's not the appropriate representation of the brand itself. Now Jerry understand this these kind of words. Yeah. The brand. Right. The star. Right. Everything has to be pristine. Right. But this was not. Yeah. That right there was so disappointing. Not only to me, but to many of our fans, and including people that was sitting like, what is that? Yeah. It did not look good, and it wasn't a good look. Do you ever wonder, because I know Jerry says all the time, I want me some glory hole. You know that line. Yeah. I want me some glory hole. I want to win Super Bowls. He did say that. That's yeah. not me. That's him. <laughs> he he was said looking that. At you weird. He's, He's looking at me like, like what? Do you know what did you're he saying? Really say that? Jerry said that once. <laughs> okay. once. And he said it twice. He said, he said twice? it again. He, okay. said, it he said it about again. the Rangers after right. they won the World Series. It is the absolute glory hole to win a national <laughs> championship. I, that's Jerry. That's okay. Jerry. Your you know owner. Jerry better than we do. He's my owner. But I feel like Emmett at some level that. That's, he's saying what he has to say to get people to keep showing up, to keep the Cowboys on TV. Because like, you're not putting the actions to the words. No, you know what I'm saying? That, that, therefore, you lose credibility. And if you're losing credibility, you're losing respect. You lose respect, yeah. you have no honor. Right. And so at the end of the day, I agree to some level. Things have to, have to change. And, and I thought the reason why I was so convinced that he was going to get fired. Yeah, right. Because last year there was a whole lot of talk about, okay, yeah, this might be it. Right. If he doesn't perform this year, okay. Right. You're going to accept 12 wins and a playoff berth, but you're going to accept the way we got kicked out of the playoffs. Yeah, like dominated. That's, that's I mean, right. dominated. I mean, it's like, it's like we went out there and played with our hands tied behind our backs. Yeah. Or 
we left our minds up in Frisco and didn't even take it over to AT&T in Arlington. Yeah. It was such a disappointing thing. I, I, it was the, it was just bad. It was, it, it's bad all the way around. I even hate talking about it because what I feel, I feel responsible. <laughs> I feel you. I can feel you. You're emotionally invested. I feel responsible. I feel like right. I could have helped, and I don't know how. Yeah. But, yeah, it, it, it's, it, it was bad. Was I, there a coach you thought maybe was on the radar or was going to happen where you were like, ooh, I think Jerry might do this? Or you know? I mean, Initially, I thought it was going to be Sean Payton. Yeah. Initially. I right. thought it would have been Sean Payton. Right. Um, but at this point, I don't know. Yeah, right. I really don't know. Outside of going and still de- stealing Dan Campbell yeah. from, the, from the Detroit Lions, because I think his message is the right message right. that a lot of people are missing. Right. Um, and a lot of kids are missing. What, what message specifically? I mean, he got – think about what he's doing and what he's saying, how he's saying it. Now, he's making some mistakes too. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. When they go for it and all that kind yeah, of stuff. Yeah, right. Going got for you. When you're, uh, come on, coach. Yeah, yeah. go, go up for, 17 in the NFC Championship game. Exactly. Right, right. He's, he's making some mistakes. Right, but it's other but stuff. It's other stuff right. that he's – it's the other things that – I can deal with some things because I know the message is the right message. Yeah. He's going to learn from what he just went through. Right. It's not that often that he's been a head coach. So he's going to learn from what he went through. Yeah. That part I can almost guarantee you because that's the kind of mentality he had. But right. the mentality is just the, this: what we see all the time—grit, just go out there, grit. fight hard, dig deep, come yeah. together. Just Nobody all the stuff wants to that fight seems hard cliche, no more. But it yeah. works. No right. one wants if to fight hard it, it anymore. They want to. Oh, we are the Tell cowboys. me how good I. Yeah. Tell yeah. me how good I, I am. Right. Tell <laughs> my Instagram post. Right. <laughs> see me on my podcast. Right. I'm doing all this oh, stuff. So. I'm everything. Right. Without doing anything. Right. So, and everybody's patting them on the back without doing anything. Right. People want to give them so much without doing nothing. Right. And what they're living off of is what happened in the past. Right. Not what's going down right now. They're not establishing their own legacy, let alone building off of the legacy that was established. When I got to the Cowboys, I knew one thing. Yeah. I knew I could not disappoint Tony Dorsett uh. as a running back. Uh. And I knew I could not disappoint Robert Newhouse as right. a running back or Kevin Hill. Or let alone bullet Bob Hayes. Right. Then I knew I could not disappoint Captain Comeback, Roger Starback. Right. Ed Tutal Jones. I embraced the history of who we were because I loved them as a cowboy when I was a kid myself. So when I got there, it's like, shoot, we yeah. ain't going to be one of 15. Right. My mom was already on that. And I knew Michael Mine was on it. Yeah. Jimmy Mine had to be on yeah, it. Yeah, so that's what I was saying, too. Like, the coach has got to be a part of that, right? And not putting hey, up with nonsense. Man, Is that where you're going? Don't put up with BS. <laughs> right. And, and at the end of the day, when you see a, a legendary defensive end like Charles Haley, who's a Hall of Famer, yeah. working with Leon Lett, Tony Tobert, Tony Casillas, and, and Chad Hennings, right. Jimmy Jones, and other players, yeah. working with them, teaching them to swim things, things. He's working with them to make them better so right. he become better. He's not worrying about competing against them. But when you see that, you see that, you see greatness. And that's why that team was so good defensively. Then when you see Dion come in, he could have came in Dion Neon. Right. But he didn't. He came in playing ping pong with everybody. Whoever wanted to play ping pong, right. he played. Bring it. Right. Bring it on. Yeah, it was right. competition. Right. <laughs> Dominoes was being played between James Washington and myself, defensive players, offensive players, and they getting to know each other. Yeah. 
things that brought us together are things that I think is missing within the locker room. Yeah, today. I hear you. Everybody's got their own life. I got to go here. Yeah, I got this party. I got this party. I got, I got Instagram this, people yeah, over yeah, here. Yeah, I hear you, man. Yeah, it is. A, old school's dying. It's a joke. <laughs> I like wow. Man, I like this. Do you need and more tequila? that bottle isn't even open are yet. Are you sure? No. <laughs> that cup? It's David, empty. It's empty. He's to crack the seal. You're on fire today. You are on fire. I'm feeling like it's it's the second Super Bowl. You're just carrying the squad right now. Hey, it's you know, amazing though. Fourth quarter. We've talked I about this carry so many times. Yeah, I know. But I, I want to be in the position to where I have to make the play. The right. last time you guys won the Super Bowl is the last time they even played in the game to get to the Super Bowl. I never would have dreamed that the Cowboys would go 28, now 29 years without playing in an NFC championship. I can't believe that. I wouldn't have dreamed it neither. And, and, and like I, I told somebody earlier, I'm tired of being sold on what the Cowboys could be. I'm yeah, tired. You've I, had mean, enough I, I had enough of it. Yeah. Because I'm more about what the Cowboys really are and who we really are and who we were. That's where I'm at. Right. And that's where everyone else is at. You was this. How do you allow this to happen? Yeah. yeah. And so for me, it's like, hey, I know the prism which I look at the team through. In the, in the eyes, I go all the way back to Starback. I go all the way back to those days with right. Leroy Jordan. I go all the way back to those days. And then I come up to where we were at, and I'm like, okay, we honored them. We respected them. Right. We respected the history of the game. We loved the game. I, I respect the history of the game like no other, whether it's Jim Brown, Walter Payton, Dorsett. Gary Sayers, you name them, all the way up to where Barry Sanders and I are sitting side to side. <laughs> you know, and Thurman Thomas right. is in the mix. Right. I respect my players. I respect their play. Right. And I honor who they are because I'm honoring this position and I'm honoring the game. These mother brothers here, yeah, I don't know. Oh, what they yeah. are. oh hell, we yeah, got it. Was it. We it nominate. Yes. We nominate yes. Emmett Smith to be hired by Mike McCarthy as the Cowboys' official. Let's get our shit together, coach. Yeah. How about that? Right. How about that? And and with your 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 tequila. Yeah, they right. probably need tell some us of this about it. Tell, us, tell about us about it. it. Guys, I've been working with Tequila Hedador for the last for over 13 years now. Uh, started in 2010, um, and it's been a great partnership. I was with them before the category blew up. Right. And now that the category has so many different other brands in it, this brand here still reigns supreme. Heredora, baby. I mean, quality. We just talked about the Cowboys and everything else. Right. It's about quality. Yes. It's not about having so many different things the way you, where you lose the quality. Yeah. It's about representing the brand. Right. And this brand right here, hopefully I haven't let it down, and it's not letting me down. What? So. This, is, this is the true syrup right here. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean what's <laughs> yeah. that is? The seal still the isn't cracked, though. Yeah, the seal's not cracked. It is it's what it is. Here's the amazing thing. It's rubbing off on them. Here's the, amazing thing. Here's the amazing thing about this. They own 22,000 acres of agave. Wow. A 100% blue agave. 22,000 wow. acres. That's incredible. 22. Yeah. That's right. Hopefully yeah. they're paying they you they 22, 000, right? I'm trying to take control of the brand. You're trying to get that? There we go. <laughs> <laughs> Who's the guy that's playing today that you look at and you say that reminds me of 22? There isn't one, really. Uh, the closest that I saw that – had the running style or the reflection of my running style was Mark Ingram. Mm, yeah. He was the closest one. I hear you. I uh, see that. Outside of that, I see McAfee uh, as a guy that he reminds me of a smaller version of a Dickerson. Yeah, okay. Uh, but not with the high knees like that, but he right. was a beautiful running style. Right. 
and he sees the field quite clearly. Macheco. I thought you might say Roger Craig almost with yeah, McCaffrey, Roger, too. Yeah, kind of like you Roger know? Craig. Kind of right? like Roger Craig. Right? But, no, Roger, yeah, kind of like Roger you know? Craig. Yeah, right? I'm glad that you brought hey, that up. Hey, I'm here with you, yeah. man. I got you back, man. That's, that's respecting history right now. He is a football historian. <laughs> yeah. Yes, Just he ask is. Him. Yes, he is. I mean, he grew up in, with a I history. did. Yeah. <laughs> so, yes. But I, I still remember my dad's retirement game. Emmett, you know, waving to Felipe Sparks oh, behind, on, and then he waved to me at one point during the game. He was always What's great to me. <laughs> <laughs> Let alone he made me cry when he hurt his shoulder. Oh, and still well, won 1993, the, game. Oh. the right. season you know, finale, taking the one seed. Ruining my damn dreams. Gosh. No, man. Yeah. I mean, that's, <laughs> a, that's what you call a ball player. That's a ball player. That's a ball player. You, you ruin dreams every now and then. <laughs> and, and I have to. Because like, if I don't to. ruin somebody else's dream, yeah, I'm you know ruining my own dream. Yes. Boy, that's another message the Cowboys need to hear, too, right? right. Ruin dreams. Go out there and ruin Make your dreams. own dreams. Yeah. How about that? Well, yeah. Last one before you go, running backs right now. Like, is there anything you look at to where teams are not using the right way? Uh, are you a fan of how much they substitute guys in and out of the game? Now, sometimes I go, how can you ever get in rhythm running the ball right. if you're in a series and the next series they put the other guy in right. and they go back and forth? I, I couldn't do it. Right. I couldn't do it because I needed a commitment. And I, and I think that's the problem. There isn't a commitment. And if there is, um, there's also a concern of overusage. Yeah, right. And so right. everybody is getting around – and taking technology to manage pitch counts for everybody. Uh, they're doing it in, at the collegiate level, and I believe they may be doing it even at the professional level. Yeah, so, they are. Uh, if you want to talk about head trauma and all these kind of things, maybe that may be the reason why. Right. But as a player, I understand what my responsibility is, and I need to be on the football field at all times. Yeah. And if I'm that guy... I want to be that guy. Right. And, I, and I'm not looking to tap out. Is there something to be said, like, too, about getting in the flow of the game, feeling There's the a way lot a linebacker, that, but, the cutback? And then the fourth think, quarter rolls around. Right. They're tired think, and you're but not. think about right. this, though. Right. How often do you see college players, running backs, that is, carry the ball 25 times a I game? mean, almost never. And think about this. Right. How about high school? Yeah, you're Even right. less. Yeah, Because right. the systems down there are all spread systems. Right. Now. Screen here, it's, screen there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pass, it's right. not even real football. Right, it's not. I'm with hey, you. The, the minute, and I said this to somebody, the minute right. that somebody come up with smash mouth football all over again, yeah. you're going to dominate the running. Nobody's going right. to be ready. Nobody's going to be ready to defend it. You know why you, gonna, you got these tall, lanky DNs that yeah. want to get to the quarterback right. and don't want to hold that dog on wedge and, and – and, might jump around. Yeah, right. They and want the pretty plays. They don't want the messy, tough yeah, plays. That, that's that the 49ers got a little of what you guys are, what you're talking about. Yes, they Old do. school Cowboys. They're going to run the ball first. Yeah, right? Yeah. Right? So but at the same they got. time, they got two DNs that I may know. be jumping around, yeah, too. You're right. They, you're exactly right. You're if right. we had a PFT Live Hall of Fame, this spot would get you in first ballot. <laughs> this was awesome. Right. We love talking what? to Emmett Smith. I mean, only if you had actually drank the tequila before you came out. Who knows what would have happened? No. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be back with more Emmett Smith. We love you, buddy. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. So funny. That was great. Around any corner, within every battle, and with the dawn of each new day, the threat of the unexpected, the unpredictable, and the unrelenting lies in wait. But Marines will always be there. They are the constant in the chaos. No matter the battlefield, Marines adapt to win, defeating every shifting threat, protecting our nation's future. The few, the proud, the Marines. 
You haven't heard about the McCrispy yet? Well then, you probably haven't heard the sweet silence after the first crispy bite either. Go try it for yourself to hear the best not sound you've ever heard. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. You know, I've always been uh, a very goal-oriented kid, hard-working kid. Um, I mean, growing up, I danced a little bit before high school, but... but well, time out. You danced? I did. Give I me, did. Give me some beats. Come on. Okay, or so. dance for me, either. Whatever, whatever <laughs> I, did. I was a competitive dancer, uh, mainly in hip-hop, you know, so I was popping and locking it. And Did um, that start from your sisters going to dance it school? Did. It did. Yeah. And you were just watching, and then you had to jump in? Yep. Yep. I, well, I was watching, and my mom kind of bribed me back in, like... I think I was in like third grade. Okay. She bribed me to, to try it, and I ended up doing it, and I, I ended up loving it. Aiden Hutchinson talking to Mike Tarico. If we had enough room here, we could just tell him to I go mean, spin on the floor. And locking <laughs> it? You're too white to be bobbing and locking it. I I'm can't believe you, that's, it. That's why I can keep up in the locker room. Right. You know, in college, going out with the boys, you can keep up a little I hear bit. You. You okay, know. I like it. Yeah, yeah. You got white, some white chocolate in you. Of course. That's yes. right. That's right. Yeah. That's what they used to call me. I like that. Oh, did they? Yes, they did. You know? That's what they call me. That's, that's what they call you. Okay, <laughs> see, I knew we were together, right? They never called me that. But you're also like, like, this is what. I, I walked behind you in the the frenzy here, right? Yeah, yeah. And just like our man James Kaminsky here, who's a football fan, yeah. everybody that walks by you goes, holy shit, he's big. <laughs> holy shit. Oh, my gosh. I mean, everybody. I, they just don't realize what I an know, outside I, linebacker is in the NFL. I, I don't – people – I even see I, – I was at the Pro Bowl last week, and guys were coming up to me. They're like, dude, you look way bigger than you look, like, on TV and stuff. And I was like – I don't feel it, you know, but I feel like when I get around people, I guess I just... You're a little taller than people think, and I, know, I think there's something about the Lions uniform that right. doesn't make you guys look as big as you maybe. actually are. Yeah, we have skinny little numbers, yeah, too. It's something so maybe about like it. the numbers there's don't something. make us look too yeah. big, but yeah. I'll take it. What All a right. ride it's been, too. We met you two years ago when you were coming out of Michigan. You didn't yeah. know where you were going to go. It might have been Jacksonville. It ended up working out just yeah. perfectly yep. back in Detroit. I saw you saying before the playoff game that you still passed the same exit that you used to take to go to your high school. That is unreal. See, I mean, I'm a firm believer that's the way it should be if a player wants it to be that way. That's my whole anti-draft spiel, but it worked out perfectly for you. (laughs) Yeah, no, it was – it's unbelievable. I still still reflect, you know, every once in a while. You know, you kind of get in the flow of things, but then you kind of – you step back and you're like, wow, I can't believe I have this opportunity to – have a house where I grew up and like just ha- be able to drive the same route and um and and the support that comes with that from the fans from being a Michigan kid going to U of M being a Lions guy now it's um the support is unreal unreal and that's why I love being a part of this team it's crazy it yeah. really is yeah. it's, it's like you can't you couldn't have wrote, wrote this in a Hollywood script really no, in a I, lot of ways it's ridiculous your dad played yeah. at Michigan you oh. followed his footsteps here you are yeah. the rise of the Lions and you're basically a part of it yeah 
Dan Campbell, the coolest coach you've ever played for in your life? I know Harbaugh was awesome. But yeah, like, no, D- Dan's pretty cool. Tell us He's about Dan. Cool. Like, He's, just what, uh, what do you love about him? I just love how relatable he is. You know, I mean, just having a player who, or having a coach who used to be a player is, is very special, but I feel like the way he played the game and why he played the game is what makes him so special. He has his passion um, for football, has his passion just for for grinding through adversity that, that he, like he makes pushing through obstacles and adversity fun because he, you, he takes it on, you yeah. know, takes it on in the face and just like, come on, yeah. let's do it. Let's do it. And, and I feel like that infiltrates in our team, in our players. Like, we, everyone wants to be a part of that. And everyone wants to be like, oh, yeah, this happened. This bad thing happened. Whatever, dude. Bring it on. Yeah, Let's go. Right. Yeah, you, know? you can feel that when he speaks to the team. Yes. Even on Hard Knocks, you could feel his passion coming through the 100%. TV. 100%. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah. why I was surprised, Aiden, that after the playoff loss to the 49ers, he said, I told the guys this may be our only shot. And he said, I don't believe that. But he was very realistic about it. There's a pragmatic side to him as well. And he also said it's going to be twice as hard to get back next year as it was this year. When, when he tells you that stuff in the locker room, how does it all sink in and help reset you for 2024? Yeah, I think, um, I think he, as, as we all were emotional after that game, I don't know if, if he meant those things completely because I think we, in our exit meetings the day after, he's like, we're going to the Super Bowl next year. Like, <laughs> screw it. Like, I don't care what it takes. Because I feel like I, I was, uh, you kind of hear that after the game and you're, you get, you get a little discouraged because you're like, do you think that was our only shot? <laughs> we, we talked about because we said, I don't know that I love that he yeah, said yeah, that. No, yeah, I know, yeah, I know. Right. I think it was just an emotional thing. Emotional, and, and humble I, I get it because it's like you, you have this 22-week season and you're so close and you just miss out. You're like, God, it took a lot of, it took a lot to get here. But I understand. But I, the next day he kind of came in. He, he gave us this speech that we're like, we're all ready to play again. Right, right. <laughs> I felt like on that Monday and – um, and I, I believe it too, because all the players that we have that are talented on our team are so young, and we have so many more years all playing together. And it's, I think that this was only the this is the tip of the iceberg. And, and yes, it, there does take luck and and that good mojo to get back to where we were and to advance farther. But I feel like we have a lot of good, a lot of talented players, a lot of good guys on this team. The one big difference, though, is for the first time in a long time, you're the measuring stick team, and everybody's going to come at you with everything they have. Every week is the A plus game from the opponent right. because we want to beat the Lions. Now, it used to be all Lions. That's an extra bye week. Right, now it's like, right, right. all right, here we go. We're going to go at them with everything we have. Wouldn't want it any other way, baby. Wouldn't want it any other biting way. Biting kneecaps. That's right. Aiden and Dan biting the kneecaps. Yeah. Um, what? There's so much made about you guys going forward on fourth down, right? Yeah. Right? And I don't even want to get into all that. I'm interested in the other side of that story, right? When another, like, like, what do you go? What goes through your head when another team's going forward on fourth down? Take us into like the defense end, right? Because oh, oh, right, we were right. like, when you guys went forward on fourth down against the 49ers, I was like, things you can't measure is Bosa's like, this is a big play. I got to go, right? Yeah, yeah. What's in your head as a pass rusher in those big moments of play like that? 100%. I mean, you know, you got to make a play, but also defensively, you know, if it's a longer drive, you're pretty exhausted. You're on fourth down, you're like, all right. I sh- let's just punt, field goal, let's get off the field. And then they, they bring it, they, they're going for it on fourth, but it definitely, that fourth down energy, it's, it's a different kind of energy. And I know there's a lot to make of, of, of Dan's call and blah, 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 but we were, we were aggressive like that all year long. Yeah. And I feel like if you live by the sword, you die by the sword. And okay. I think as players, we all, we all believe that too, because that, that, his aggressiveness has won us so many games too in the, uh, in the league and, and the season. So, um, 
you live by the sword, you yeah, die by but it. But that four down, you do get a little extra adrenaline rush. Oh, 100%. As a DB, you're like, 100%. You, you know, it's it's a do potential game-changing play, right, you know? Right. And um, it's huge, man. It's huge. Those plays are critical. So give me – you're one of the few people – I mean, you started the year with the Chiefs. You ended the year with the 49ers, right? Yeah. Like, give us some – Give us the scouting report. Like, about just kind of what impressed you about both football teams kind of preparing for them. I know the Chiefs was a while ago, right, but right. you're smart. You went to yeah. Michigan. Um, <laughs> no, He's uh, dumb. He went to Texas. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, the, the 49ers, from a defensive perspective, I right. feel like you stop the run game, you can, uh, you can kind of handle them a little bit, you know. And I, we did that really well in the first half. We were stopping McCaffrey, and that kind of eases up our, our, our pass game a little bit. And... Um, and it was good. It was good. The second half, it got away from us a little bit, and the momentum was we couldn't stop the, the momentum. Yep. But um, um, I feel like 49ers, it all, it all starts with McCaffrey. Got to stop him. Right. That offense kind of revolves around him. And then um, with the Chiefs, I, I feel like it's the same with, with, with Pat. You know, I, I think when Pat gets hot and he's making throws under pressure, they're really good. And um, it's all about containing him. You Making know. him feel uncomfortable. Of course. Right. Got to get hits. Got to get pressures. Got to, you know, don't, don't even have to hit him. Just got to, you know, put linemen in his face. And, I mean, he's still going to make a lot crazy of throws. Right. But, you know, you, you got to try anything you can to affect the game right. as, as, a, as a front. The Lions fan base really is impressive. And I had never been to Detroit before. I loved it there. It's on the short list of the places I'd move one of these days. I'm, I grew up a Vikings fan, but I'm getting a little <laughs> wobbly after I see what the Lions are doing. <laughs> Your fans, though, we saw it from week one. They're everywhere. They go everywhere. And I, it's not yeah, cheap. I, I don't know. Uh, I didn't know the Lions were such like traveling fan base because one, I don't think the support has been there. Like we, we haven't had a season like this, so this no, no one's no one's seen it. No, this you know? is new. No I, one's seen a yeah, traveling yeah. fan base. Right. Um, so it's insane, man. The, the amount of away games that feel like home games are just—it's uh, the crowd noise. It's so weird, man. It's not normal. Yeah. Not normal. Are right, you're two years in? Right, so I know you're very comfortable with your status. You're definitely one of the best defensive players in football already. Who's the one guy in the NFL you faced so far where you were just like, whoa, I didn't realize this guy was like this? Or, right. you know, who's, who's the, whether it's a tackle, um, a linebacker, I mean, a running back, whatever. I feel like uh, the first, first guy that comes to mind is from Seattle, Kenneth Walker. He's always been, oh, for some wow. reason, they, al they always go, go off against us on defense, man, like, we have a tough time stopping them in the past couple of years, right. and I feel like he is one of those guys that's just hard to tackle, man. He's, a, he's a, That's the first running back that comes to my mind. Explosive and power, and you played against him in Michigan State. So oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. About, I mean, right? He went off against us when yeah. we played in my senior year, too. Right. So um, I got a lot of respect for him, and I think he's a he's a dog. Dude. Yeah, so that's, yeah. that's the first – talk about skill player kind of that I – because I don't really – you don't really see yeah, I know, I know, I know like what that. you mean. So yeah. he's, a, he's one of those, those guys that's hard to take down. Right. When Sunday rolls around, where will you be during the Super Bowl, and will you actually be watching it? Um, I will be home, and I don't know if I'll watch it yet. Wow. You know? so, when will you decide? So sensitive. It, it still is. hurts. It, it yeah. still hurts. Yeah. It still hurts. Say it again. When will you decide? Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I know. We were talking about uh, having an anti uh, an anti Super Bowl party at my parents' house. <laughs> just we're not no one's allowed to watch the Super oh, Bowl just because we're still all a little salty about it. But um, no, I don't know. I'll let you know. We'll see. All right. Now I I mean I know you can rush the passer. All right. Water sucks. Gatorade is better. 
I want to hear it there, Mr. Plug for Gatorade is guy Is that the pitch? Here. Water sucks, Gatorade is better? <laughs> no. That's a pretty good tackle. You, you never heard <laughs> that? Put that on a T-shirt. That's from the water boy. Oh, you know, oh, remember? Yeah, the water right. yeah, sucks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It really, really sucks. I don't remember sucks. that either. Yeah. And then he goes, Gatorade. <laughs> they start to say that to him. <laughs> They say some other things, they too. They say some other things, say right. something right. right. Yeah, no, Gatorade just uh, just launched Gatorade ID, and it's their new free membership platform. And you can visit Gatorade.com to uh, customize your own bottle wow. uh, with Gatorade ID. And so this is my customized bottle. Cool, it's this my, is mine. My, this is my video game name right here. Wizrad? Wizrad. Wow. Yep, yep. And, Wizrad, uh, where did that come from? It, well, it was sometimes in video games you can randomize your own name. Right. I randomized it. And, it gave me Wizrad. Wizrad. Like that's a part of me now. So we're yeah. riding with Wizrad. Hell yeah. So you we're won't be shocked if I'm on football night in America <laughs> before a big Lions game next year. I go, you better block Wizrad off the edge Dude, or you're in deep shit. I would gym. die. I would <laughs> die if I were All right. We will work it in. <laughs> Wizrad. It's awesome. I like it. I, I appreciate it. it. I love Free it. Free gear. All right. Uh, anything else? Are we done? Nobody's told us we no, have to go. No, you're right. Let's I guess we'll keep going. No, we're done. He's got to cut it. Crap. We blew our chance. That's it. You're looking good. Thanks, man. Thanks for being such a good sport. Aiden Hutchinson. Too, we right? try all black, you I know. It, you dude. and me see is white chocolate again. There it is again. <laughs> Boom. I'm Italian chocolate. <laughs> we'll be back with more after this. TJ Watt is lurking. He's got He's that lurking. aura, that vibe. Well, he has you that know look. when TJ Watt's he, around. TJ Watt, especially because he can smell that a quarterback is nearby, no, exactly and he wants right. to hit you. TJ has Watt an overwhelming has urge to hit a quarterback. He stares he at you like you're a taco, and he might hit you. T.J. Watt joining us now. T.J., how are you, man? Good to see you. No, T.J., do you just have like a sixth sense when there's a quarterback around that you just want to go hit? A guy like Chris Sims, even though you probably don't even know that he was a quarterback at one point, you can just sense it? Yeah, especially when he's talking smack about Taco Boy. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> it only makes you're you want funny. to do it more. Uh, you're funny. <laughs> are you a, you know, like there's some defensive ends I played in football, right, that before the game, they might have said, hey, what's up to the quarterback or whatever. And there was others that were like, no effing way. Am I going to even look at the yeah. quarterback or make him feel even comfortable? What's kind of your approach before a football game usually along that, that line? No talking. No I talking. Mean, no, no talking. I mean, it's no, I mean, at, at like halfway through the game or something, if you're close, it'll be like, hey, respect your game or right, something. Or right, right. Hold on to the ball a little bit longer for me yeah, or something like that. Right, but, right. Uh, nothing beforehand, no. Yeah, yeah. You would like to keep the intimidation yes. factor alive, right? 100%. 100%, yeah. You guys had a crazy year and everybody writes off the Steelers and then the Steelers just find a way to get it done how much do you hear the outside noise you get a lot of people in Pittsburgh who want more and they are loud do you hear any of that stuff and if so what impact does it have I mean I'd be lying if I said we didn't hear at least some of it uh, you can't I mean today's day and age you can't block everything out right. um, it's just a matter of galvanizing everybody and understand that the only people that are going to solve our problems are the people in this locker room and the people in that building and that's why Mike T is so great at what he does is being able to motivate us, keep us uh, very even keel, whether we're too high, too low. Um, just being able to motivate us, um, put us in pads if we need to put pads on. Yeah, you guys like are famous that. for that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> things like that. We tackle every day in training camp. We right. build in adversity in training camp so that when it comes in the season, we, we understand what to do. We know the challenges are going to come. It's just a matter of attacking them when they do, and uh, a lot of credit goes to Mike T for that. Yeah, I, do you guys get tired of it? Like, you get tired of this, that Mike T, like, oh, they should move on for him? I know you guys got great respect for him. He's a defensive guy. He's as real as it can be, right? Yeah. You know, th don't you get sick of defending him? Yeah, but, I mean, 
I don't ever get tired of saying good things about him. I know, it's true. Right. It's true. It right. really is. And none of this is a front. I, that's truly how we all feel about him. Yeah. Um, I feel like if it's not, that part would have got out already, but it hasn't. And uh, he's a great coach for a reason. Help us understand this, TJ, because we talk about it all the time. He takes the parts, whatever the parts are, and he gets more out of what you would expect those guys to do. He somehow works his magic. Can you give us something tangible that he does to inspire guys to come together and play better as a unit than maybe you would say if those 11 guys were slapped together, they should play? I think it's a holding everybody accountable type thing as far as in the film room. When we come in the team meeting room, you don't know what he's going to show you. Everybody kind of has a little nervous feel. We're all looking around at each other like, what play? You know, and when, when that pay, play right, pops up, you right. immediately uh, know before oh, he even hits play, play, like, oh, it's my play. <laughs> Set the edge here. You, uh, you could right. be talking to him outside the meeting room, like, cool, how's the family? How's everything going? Really nice. And all of a sudden you get in there, and that play comes like, we were just cool outside, and now you're going you're gonna to roast me in front of the whole team. Right. Um, so it's that accountability aspect of uh, in team meetings. We The offense goes over there, uh, spiel a little bit, so the defense knows what the expectations are for the offense yeah. and vice versa. Right. So it helps us kind of hold each other accountable on the football field. When did you know you were just like a freak of nature? Like, did, 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 was there a point in high school, college? When did you start to realize, like, whoa, me and my brother JJ are kind of on a different level than – everybody as far as power explosion strength all those type of things i don't know i mean i'm always labeled as not the fastest not the strongest the right. lunch pail guy right. you know and uh, <laughs> i always having I, I have incredible self-belief i really do and um, it's because of the people that i'm surrounded with that uh see the hard work and dedication and i've always had the blueprint from jaden and Derek of what it takes um and i, I just want to be great i know that i don't have a whole lot of time to play this game i have such a small window and i want to give everything i possibly can and it's all about who I surround myself with and people that believe in me. And uh, I, I, love, I love this job, man. The most serious fight between the Watt brothers growing up. Like, I remember your brother joking on Saturday Night Live, like your mom would throw the controller in the basement and be like, fight for it, right, or something like <laughs> it that. It would be over something stupid. Honestly, it would, it would probably be over a video game of some sort. Derek, Derek or JJ was probably beating me 100 to 2, and I got upset right. and we started brawling. And it'd get real, like, punches oh, thrown yeah. or oh, more yeah. wrestling, like, headlock kind of thing. See, the thing with JJ is, you, you like, it's, he's six, five and a half years old, so it's more of a punch, punch, and then run as right. fast as you can, and then he'll swoop <laughs> you and then give you a couple of dead arms. Right. Me and Derek could duke it out a little a little bit more right um, right but yeah it was always a fair share of fights oh, it's just i mean roughhousing to think of him running away from anybody right but, but, but the idea of growing up roughhousing with jj watt that's the best possible preparation for a career Seriously, in professional right. football that right. i could imagine right. I, I played tips 21 with my brothers growing up and i was never like the hoop was always at 10 feet i think i got like one rebound and every shot was blocked <laughs> right, but, uh, right. It, it must have worked to some extent yeah <laughs> mental toughness yeah. <laughs> i was at the week two monday night game against the browns and, man, when they play Renegade, mm -hmm. it, it really is special. Why does it work? Why does it keep working for the players when that happens? I mean, anytime you get 75-plus thousand people on their feet waving terrible towels, uh, the, the camera goes out, um, the screen goes black, and they start showing highlights, you feel it's tangible. You feel the right. energy in the place, and right. it makes you want to give these people exactly what they're looking for, and that's a turnover, a big splash play. And it's always played in the most important uh, series of the game. And you did it that night. You were the one who did it that night. Well, yeah. Alex Highsmith, what are you talking about? The fumble yeah, yeah, recovery? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, I mean, that's another example of it all. I, I, fumble recoveries are cool, but it's all about the person that forces the fumble. Yeah, right. Alex Highsmith had a, had a hell of a season, and uh, he came up in big moments like that. He had one against the Ravens as well, too. Um, so, I mean, we, we have a lot of splash factor on our defense. He um, loves the Vikings, right? 
Mm -hmm. But after the Vikings and Justin Jefferson, this? you are his second. He's a fanboy of you, okay? He I loves the Steelers. He, he lives close to there, right? Okay. He won't totally embrace fine. it. This He's bought fine. Justin Jefferson a gift. He hasn't bought you a gift. No, no, no. That's, okay. no, no, so that's not how it works. I just want to let you know. That's not like, how it you're works. You're a second it's favorite It's crazy player. how many Steeler fans I meet face-to-face -face for the first time I'm hearing they're Steeler fans. I, right, right. Well, yeah. Like, he's a Vikings <laughs> fan that, like, revolted against his family who were big Steelers fans okay. as a kid. I grew up in Wheeling. Well, you know where Wheeling is. You've lived there long enough now. Wheeling's just down the road in West Virginia in the Panhandle. Everybody in Wheeling was Steelers fans, so I had to be different. Imagine that. i got to be different. <laughs> yeah. And, and yeah, but uh, I've, I've, I've known and followed the Steelers for 50 years. Finger on the pulse. Yep. I know the vibe. I know when it's going to turn around. That's why he, I he drive him crazy all the time. We pick games against each other. Yep. He'll, he'll pick against you guys. Game. Oh, the Ravens game. The Ravens yeah. game. Yeah. 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 This He's is all, a TJ Watt this is, this is it. This is, I don't game, care. Right? You can That's tell me all the stats. Man. You can tell me everything you want to tell me. The Steelers are going to win this game, and it drives him crazy when it happens. Yeah. That's awesome. This is pasta and meatballs. All right, who's the best O-lineman in football right now? Like the one guy when you play them, you're just like, damn, it's him. Crap. I don't know if I ever am like intimidated yeah, in that I know, way, I but I, that. I, I'd say a guy that I think is doing it at a really high level. Uh, I rush on the left always, so I go against a lot of right tackles. I right. think Lane Johnson, I mean, being able to kick back as quickly as he is, and he has right. great hands, uh, feet, I think he's long as hell. Yeah, one of the best. For right. Sure. Yeah, I, I hear you there. What about other pass rushers? I know, I know you respect all of them. I hear you talk about it often, but like, who's the guy you're always a little bit like, wow? Uh, Daniel Hunter had a great year. Yeah. I think he has a lot of very unique moves. I mean, that guy is is ripped up he's got oh, very God, long scary. arms he has really unique yeah what do you moves. mean by the unique moves go, go, it's like a, for us a little it's almost like a praying mantis the way that he rushes he just really he grabs onto the arm he has this jump through and then he has this like grab fake grab on where it looks the same and then he spins at the last minute wow um tried that a couple times in practice and it's not built for me <laughs> Um, I think Max Crosby has a hell of a motor, a guy that has a lot of pass rushes. I mean, there's so many guys I know in the league that, that are just doing it at an elite level right now, outside and inside. Right. right. Week 2, 2018, you played in the game. The Chiefs came to town. What did you know about Patrick Mahomes before that game, and what did you find out We didn't know enough. <laughs> <laughs> we definitely didn't know enough. Uh, we left that stadium with a whole lot of respect. Um, he still had some weapons. I think Sammy Watkins was on that team as well oh, at that Tyreek. time. Yep. And, uh, Tyreek, right. yeah. So, I mean, uh, the guy was throwing the ball all around the yard. Uh, probably thought they were going to run the ball a little bit more that day, but uh, they didn't, and um, we learned a lesson that day. What jumps out to you about them as a whole since you've gotten those experiences and played against them in the playoffs and done all that, right? Well, you know, when you're on the field, what, what's kind of special about the Chiefs and their magic? It's the consistency, yeah. and, and uh, you need to keep the foot on the gas no matter uh, what the situation is or what the scoreboard is because they always have an opportunity to come back because of 15. Like, you, you hear him, like, you, do, you, do you hear him yelling at his guys, right? I mean, uh, I'm usually catching my breath. You're so catching your breath. <laughs> yeah. So I can't hear that part, but... Uh, I mean, they obviously have great continuity. They really yeah. do, and they seem to, to gel really well, and that's what leads to success. Do you think differently about rushing Mahomes when it's a, like, you know, because we know he's a buyer of time, he floats, he does all that. Like, is there a different plan of attack when you're playing a guy like him? It's always hard because, uh, I mean, everybody seems to be mobile these days now. Yeah. It, it's very difficult as a pass rusher. We always say don't rush scared. But when you don't wear scared, you have to send sometimes more than just four rushers. Right, to clog the lanes a little bit. It creates big B-gap escape right. lanes and things right. like that. But uh, 
I think the worst thing you can do is just bull rush all day long and not create any pressure or havoc. You at least have to get him moving and uncomfortable, even yeah. though he's still effective. Right. Hey, by the way, when you played them in Kansas City in the playoffs, I picked you guys to win. And when you scored that touchdown early and it was 7 nothing, he <laughs> was shitting his pants. <laughs> we had sorry, Birmingham. Yeah. Most but, of the first <laughs> half. <laughs> so how different does the playoff game go this year if you'd been able to play in it in Buffalo? I don't know, uh, and we'll never know, so that's that's one of those things. But uh, I would have loved to be able to play. If I played, it wouldn't have been at 100%, but I still would have um, loved to have an opportunity to play. But uh, it was probably the best thing for my knee yeah. to be able to take rehab the right way now, and um, I feel great where I am right now. All right, well, we know you're a good pass rusher, but like I, we haven't heard you. I've seen you tackle a taco. Hey, yeah. Well, let's see what you got here, Mr. USAA. Yeah, so I've partnered with USA, the official uh, NFL Salute to Service partner. Um, we're gifting tickets to Adam, Staff Sergeant Adam Alexander and his father-in-law. Um, Sergeant Alexander was over in Afghanistan fighting for our country when he was struck by enemy uh, sniper. Right. He was given a 5% chance to live. Uh, he defeated those odds. He's doing well back in Oshkosh, Wisconsin. That's, That's awesome. why it's close to me. Cool. Um, we're going we're gonna to have him out here. He does some work for disabled American veterans as well. Going to get to meet him tomorrow and... More than anything, just express how grateful I am. I mean, right. We're sitting here talking about football and living out our dreams yeah. and doing um, the things that we love because of those guys that sacrifice, right. give the ultimate sacrifice right. for our freedoms. And uh, I just want to say thank you more than yeah. anything. So I'm we, really looking forward to we that. We thank them, too. I mean, this isn't even possible without them doing exactly. their job right now. They're part of the security. And, I mean, we got people like that defending the airspace here. I mean, yeah. Well, that was the comment the recently same. after the, right. the soldiers without were killed guys. in the Middle East. It's mm-hmm. 1% that protects the other 99% and we can't do what we do without them being willing to give everything, literally everything for the rest of us. Uh, TJ, I want to ask you one because you did did play the 49ers early in the year, right? I don't want to give all the love to the Chiefs, but like, you know, give us your just, you know, little inside info on on what it was like playing the 49ers. I think our big thing going into that game was that I think they had the number one yards after contact or yards after catch, whatever it was, at every position. Debo over the middle, Kittle over the middle, right. uh, McCaffrey, 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 so every position group, they're elite when the ball is in their hands. Right. Um, and they, they all can do different things. They all can do the same thing, for, but different bodies. Right, so everything right. looks the same until it's not. Right. So that's kind of the big challenge. They do a lot of shifts and motions. And obviously you get Trent Williams pulling and, and all those things. So uh, it's, it's a tough challenge. It really is. Yeah, yeah. We're looking forward to it. You got a pick? You like leaning one way? Uh, I think the Chiefs, but yeah. unless that pass rush really gets going for the 49ers, Javon Hargrave, I played with him. I, I think he's a great pass rusher, and uh, don't leave that guy one-on-one. Yeah, we were just talking because Tooney's doesn't sound like he's going to play, mm-hmm. so it's going to be Allegretti, and I was kind of just saying that's the mismatch to be had yep. right there, right? Yep. Hargrave taking advantage of that. you got to get that four after Mahomes, right? You can't yep. be blitzing too much. Were, were you, were you yeah. happy that the Ravens lost? Do you like I don't care. I've, I've, at the end of the day, well, I'm, not, I'm not playing in the Super Bowl, so I, I don't really care who else Screw is them playing all. It. Yep, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> all right, awesome. on that note, TJ Watt, thanks for some of your time, pal. We'll be back with more PFT Live from Las Vegas thanks. right after this. Awesome. Thank you. Appreciate yeah. it. Thank you, man. Thank Great to see you. Guys. Take care. Good luck Watch with everything. And, and look here. here. The hell with the prop bets because we There he is. Max no more prop Crosby. bets for now. We can't shake his What's right hand. Oh, we can't up, shake his right hand. Yeah, how are you? Yep. Oh, how are you? Careful. Good yep. to see Max you. Max Crosby, Raiders defensive end. Good Welcome. to see you. Absolutely, man. Hey, I appreciate you guys having me on. Incredible out. year. Good year. I want to like. I want to. Me- I was told him I wanted to mess with you, right? He. I, mean, he I want. I wanted to come out and just go. Hey, what's up, little boy? 
Hey, little boy. Get up, little boy. Yeah. Nice to see you, little boy. Yeah, yeah I don't know. I, I mean, was afraid you might whoop my ass, yeah. but I, I hope mean, you right do. now is your best bet because I'm all, I, you know, You're I got one a few arm. surgeries. So, yeah. But it's funny, man. I got a bone to pick with you, too. I know you always give me give the Raiders a hard time. So. Oh, Ooh, go, man. go. Let's do it. You always give my Raiders Let's a hard time. I, I mean, you got to put some respect on us oh, a little bit. I, I, a little bit. You know, I, it's all love at the end of the day. I but. know. I mean, you get you got to show the Raiders a little bit more respect. I, I'm 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 actually surprised you're here. Uh, you're saying that. I feel like somebody he sh- talks shit about the Raiders all yeah. the time. Don't let me lie to I, you. No, I already know, and, and I, and do I love not. it. I'm not calling you out. No. I'm just, I'm hey, just being you're real. calling me out. Just but a little I like bit. It. It's okay. It's all good. I respect no, it. You know. I wonder what I said though. That like, because I'm a fan of your coaches. Right? I'm, I mean, so um, where, did, where did I go wrong? I'm no, like, let I me mean, know the one thing that's popping in your there was, brain There's a couple of things that yeah. trigger me. I know there's times you talked about our defense early on. You're like, you know, they don't, they don't really have, you know, I said a you're guy the only blue D- chip guy. Yeah, I'm right. like, I, I got a lot of great teammates. You know, Jack Jones, yeah. the Robert Spillanes. Right. You know, we got a lot of guys. And I feel like as the season went on, people got to really see that. So. Yeah. You know, for me, I'm always be protective of my, my no, guys no. at the Raiders. You're totally so. cool with that. Yeah, no, I actually I appreciate really it. appreciate you coming in and coming laying down the law like oh, yeah, that. Yeah, always, I do. man. I gotta 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 represent the shield. All right. Know. So, all right. Now that you got me all flummoxed and, and nervous <laughs> over here, okay? I love it. All right, you <laughs> jerk. All right. <laughs> what, 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 tell me about your little boy thing, though, because I was telling him a little bit before you came on air, right? I saw you with the, I think it was the the Colts game with Gardner Minshew. Yeah, yeah. And is this a normal thing you break out, or do you just break it out tactically every now and then um you know it's funny like in practice like it's something i always do like if you talk to brian hoyer or like jimmy g or any of the guys right. Derek cars any of the dudes that have been quarterback <laughs> with me like that's something i always do and it's not just quarterbacks like it's running backs linemen whoever it is like right. i'm always trying to find an advantage and, and get in people's heads so for me i'm usually not the one that starts it but like if there's something that like triggers me a little bit i'm yeah. like i'm going all the way yeah so like i don't want i wouldn't say i want to i don't want to get there but like once I start, like, there's no stopping. And with Minshew, it was the same thing. And people don't even realize. They finally, like, showed what happened. Right. And I knocked him down. I tried to help him up. And he, like, pulled he his pulled hand away. He pulled away. He didn't want to do And yeah. I'm like, all right, bet. So yeah. I was on him the whole game. So that triggered you. Immediately. You like, I was like, that's all I you. needed. <laughs> yeah, that's all I needed. So that's kind of usually how it goes. Down. You're a psycho. You know a little that? bit. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, 100%. Okay. You played the whole year with a knee injury, too. How hard was it to answer the bell each and every week to keep going and going and going until the end of the season? Um, I think the hardest thing was just like the mental side of it because I'm so routine oriented. Every single day I do, I have my day planned out. I know exactly what time I'm eating, rehabbing, everything like that. So I'm a guy that never misses practice. Like my whole year, like I've never missed a game. You don't miss a play. I I don't miss play. Yeah, Yeah. like I'm always out there. So having to like be limited in practice and get three reps instead of, you know, eight. And then kind of going through that and then doing a lot more work in the weight room away from the team. Like. That was a that was the biggest challenge for me was just the mental part. But like, I have great guys, you know, the Rick Slates, the guys in our training, you know, training staff that have helped me. Like, they made it a lot easier. Just listen, this is what we're gonna do. Buy yeah. in, and you're gonna be just fine. So I really had to just trust my foundation and trust the work and people around me. How, how do you find that blend, right? Because uh, I your your stamina is incredible, but yet you need to be explosive, right? Yep. And also like. Uh, you're, you're not like you're naturally a big guy. You're not super jacked, and yeah. I'm not trying to say that no, to be like you know what I mean. No, like you good. don't have biceps and triceps, yeah. but I know you're strong as hell. I watch you on film every yeah. week, yeah. right? So how do you find that balance of like being strong as hell, pliable, and explosive, and, and kind of and work that? Yeah, it really comes down to the the everyday everyday process. Like I train basically all year round, and like we play Denver week 18. Next day, I'm rehabbing, still on meal prep. That hasn't stopped. Like, 
all year round I'm dialed in 365. So, you know, you see a lot of guys. There's a lot of dudes that look like Goliath exactly and right. stiff as a board and right. can't go rush or bend. Or, you know what I mean? So for me, it's about how can I be the best player on a day, on a on a play to play basis? And like that's how I feel like I separate myself. Because when I first came to the league, they're like, oh, he's a skinny white dude. All he can do is pass right. rush. And I was like, all right, watch what I can do. I know I can play the run. And now I'm one of the best run defenders as well. So it's like I want to be the best on, at everything I do, and it requires 365 all, all, all year so round. So it's a work. conscious effort to stay pliable and not be totally jacked and too tight and all that. 100%. Yeah. Like, I mean, a look is one thing. Like, I have Serbian roots. Like, Luka Doncic, you would look at him and be like, oh, he's not the strongest guy, but he's bullying people out there. Definitely. So, right. you know, we have similar roots. The Jokic is Serbian. Yeah. I mean, right. it's, my mom is, they're all Serbian. Yeah, so Eastern European. Eastern European. Right. Like, we're not the most shredded to the right. core. Just but like big dudes. Yeah, but if, you know, you talk to the old linemen and stuff that play, the, you know, I'm just as quick as strong. So I try yeah. to be all those in one. Yeah. At what sure. point in your life did the light go off that I can do this, that I'm going to be special as an athlete? Um, honestly, the confidence started – my uh, redshirt year in college, um, I had never played DN until my senior year of high school, so that's why I didn't have a bunch of offers. I had no film going into my last year, and I went to a camp at Eastern, and they were like the worst team in D1 at the time, and I just wanted a D1 offer. That's yeah. all, all that mattered. Right. So they offered me before I even played the position, right. and um, I went there. I was like, I'm trying to play right away. I was like 200 10 to like 212 pounds when I got to Eastern. <laughs> little boy. I was, I was a little boy then. Um, but at the same time, like, can't measure heart like I went into into those red shirt that red shirt year and just went on scout team and just tried to wreck the practice every single day right and I was traveling you know the scout team player of the week travels every week I won like literally every week oh that's cool so that was like that's where the confidence started I'm going against Andrew Wiley ironically ends up being the chief starting right tackle so we're playing each other in the league and I've been going against this guy in, in when I first started playing the position so um it really started there um and I think that was the biggest year of my career like really learning how to play the position it, you, go ahead. Got you it. were very vocal about Antonio Pierce becoming the head coach of the team to the point where you kind of suggested if it doesn't work out that way, you may have to make some decisions about your own career. How we, close were, we were rooting for it, too, yeah. just so you know. And we so ran, in, we ran into I wasn't going to drop it. We ran into him and we were hanging out with him and talking to him. So we, we know him. Yeah. Um, did you get the feeling it was kind of it could go either way? I mean, did you think that I better say something now if I don't? they're not going to realize they need to keep this guy as the head coach yeah um honestly you know there's obviously a lot of stuff that people don't know behind the scenes um but yeah I mean it's we went through the situation before um you know a lot of guys spoke up not just myself but Derek a lot of guys and then we went a different direction and um you know it it happened it's in the past it's over with but I mean we started from scratch again and we set ourselves back and um you know, for me as a player, like I wanna, like I'm going to my sixth year already. Like it flies by. It does. And man. you know, I'm, I know for myself, like my messaging wasn't like screw the Raiders. I want to leave. Like I want to be here. Everyone knows that. Right. I have the Raiders shield tag. You're a Raider. Like, You're I'm a Raider, Raider to the day I die. Yeah, no you question. Are. But I just want everybody in the building to be thinking the same way. Like every year, I show the guys. I show up. I'm there 6 a.m. in the off season when nobody's in the building. I want everyone thinking like that from the front office to the janitor. I don't care who it is. We want to win and be a Super Bowl team. Like I want everyone thinking like that. How can I get better every single day? So that's how I carry myself, and that's kind of what my message was. Like if we're not trying to win, like if we're going to start from scratch again, like that means all my D linemen are gone again. It's happened a bunch of times. (laughs) The whole defense, new coaches, everything, and like. 
then I got to, you know, it's not like it's a liability. I love being a leader and doing what I do, but it's like I don't want to start from scratch again. And then, okay, you what if continuity. it doesn't work? Then all yeah. of a sudden I'm in year eight and nine, right. and it's like, what are we doing? So yeah. for me, it's like AP gave us a great chance to win. We're competitive in every single game. Let's add some more weapons on top of what we already started, and yeah. let's see what happens. Yeah, I hear That's that. That's really all it was for me. All of our guests this week have a sponsor. I assumed you were here on behalf of a cigar he manufacturer. No, no cigars. It's Invisalign. I don't have Which a cigar. Which I want to know, like, what do you got in those cigars? You got some no. of the good stuff in there? No, I just want to know. All. Okay. Uh, we're, right. we're strictly uh, Damn, I liked you better before then. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, that's, no, we all right, so no, let's hear your pitch. I want to hear this. Yeah, Invisalign. Uh, I just got it. I got them in right now. Cool. Um, didn't grow up with braces, so... Um, you know, Invisalign came to me. They said, hey, listen, 400 other guys in the league have it. Um, and we'd love it, you know, for you to be a part of the team. So they pitched it to me. I love it. They're the best of the best of the best. So I just I just started recently. So first couple of days were tough. I'm not going to lie, but it's been incredible. Ever so since. Invisalign came to you and they're like, hey, your teeth are messed up. We'd like you to, yeah. uh, we'd like to help you out. <laughs> they're like, listen, you need to fix that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, but it was My fun. teeth are messed up, too, on the bottom for sure. Yeah, I yeah. need it. All right, last thing, because I know you got to go. But I got to ask you about your arch rival, the Chiefs, Mahomes. I yeah. know you hate them. You should hate them. Yeah. But, like, give us a, just a little look inside of what makes him and them such a great football team. Um, you know, they got championship DNA. Yeah. Um, you know, last time we played them, like, we we he whooped won. their butt pretty good. We, yeah, we got after them. So yeah. just seeing how far, you know, how they're still able to continue to find ways to get better um, just shows – when you have a guy like Andy Reid, a great head coach that doesn't panic when things go bad, right. a quarterback that thinks the same way, and then you got Travis Kelsey. I mean, when you got three guys, like four guys like that, and a Chris Jones and, and dudes like that, you can have struggles. There's going to be ups and downs, but they don't panic. They yeah. don't freak out. And right. that's like, you know, from my experience, it's like the best teams are all, like, even keeled. No matter win or loss, they're like, okay, we're going to bounce back. We're going to yeah. get better. And uh, that's what they do. You know, Mahomes is the best in the Except league. Except when you wake him up and he tells you that you woke up the wrong hey, mother hey, ever. Hey, yeah, <laughs> I mean, it, it is what it is. I mean, how good did quarterbacks it feel, can though? talk a little bit, but they don't, hey, yeah, they don't want that. How, how good did it feel to go into their building on Christmas Day and basically be the Grinch? Oh, it was, it was incredible. I mean, we, we smoked cigars after. We were in the locker room having fun. I mean, that's what it's all about. That's that's what being a Raider is. Yeah, no awesome, doubt. man. All right, the ultimate Raider, Raider for life, and definitely sticking around in Las Vegas for a while. Charging me up. Awesome. On our Great show. seeing you, man. I love it. Are we taking a break? Hey, We're taking a break. Or awesome. PFT Live right after this. Say you smoke for drones. You haven't heard about the McCrispy yet. Well, then, you probably haven't heard the sweet silence after the first crispy bite either. Go try it for yourself to hear the best not sound you've ever heard. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour, and they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed.
That was Aiden Diggs giving it to our next guest, Sauce Gardner, last week as part of the Pro Bowl festivities. That kid's got personality. Sure. Sure, man. Every time I see him, it's always a great time. You know, I always appreciate his company. You know, he always around the game of football, so I feel like he's going to be a star, you know, when he grow up. Um, even when he's young, man, um, he got a great sense of humor. He's a jokester. I don't know where you get it from. He might get it from his dad or his or uncle. His uncle, right? I don't know, man. Right. Diggs did score a five-yard touchdown pass in that week one game. Was it on you? I can't even remember specifically either, really. It was a short, I mean, a quick pass. Maybe like, I don't remember. I don't remember either. But nah, that's why you're a corner. He ain't scoring me. He ain't scoring me. He didn't score on you. But I, I don't remember the, uh, the, the play one he scored. Itself. Yeah, I don't yeah, remember, I don't remember it either. I have a hard time, too. Um, all right. Well, the, I mean, the first thing I'd like to comment on is your necklace. Yeah. That right? is awesome. And, yeah. and your teeth, okay? Sure. You are winning the jewelry, jewelry award so far here this weekend. Yeah, most definitely. Got to. Got to stand out in some type of way. And you, know? you, like, you stand out in a lot of ways. How did you, you got a bunch of different pieces? Like, how did, I mean, the jeweler, we saw what you did with Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. Right? Are you always kind of like dabbling in something new? Uh, I took a break from it. Not going to lie. This is probably my first time wearing my chain in like, in a while. Right. I got a few different pieces. You know, uh, I am a fan of jewelry for sure. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah. All right. What's your other piece that you go to other than, you know, what's your, your regular everyday uh, one? It's an SG. SG with, like, uh, number one on the bill. So it's my logo. Right. You know, so that's more that's more smooth. Okay. You know? All right. I like it. He's a DB right here. Two years in the NFL, you're already one of the best corners, if not the best corner in the NFL. Which year was better for you, rookie year or this year? Um, I would say this year. You know, um, I feel like I wasn't targeted as much. And that's the respect that the offensive coordinators, the coaches, quarterbacks have for me. Um, I feel like I learned way more after my rookie season. So I went into year two, like, knowing more. So I was more confident each and every game. You know, when I was a rookie, it's like I really didn't know everything that I wanted to know. And there's still things that I'm learning right now, you know. I'm, I'm always been a sponge. You know what I'm saying? Um, I'm always trying to learn from different guys, different cornerbacks. You know, I was at the Pro Bowl, Pat Sertain, Jalen Ramsey, Denzel Ward, and even some guys who are not there, DJ Reed. You know, I'm always trying to learn from other guys so I can see how I can get better. What's the best tip you've gotten from one of those other guys? Um, I remember Jalen, a long time ago, he just told me, like, don't make the moment bigger than what it is, you know? And uh, that just stuck with me all the way to now. Like, you know, we be having them primetime games. You know, them, them primetime games can be, you know, huge, you know, and they could be, they could rattle some people. So, you know, I'm always calm and collected, you know, never letting the moment be too big. Who, who like, you've made the game look easy right from the get-go, right? What, what, like, in your mind from the NFL, you know, college in the NFL, give me one thing that's maybe been easier than you thought it would be. And then one thing that you've gone, damn, this is this is harder. This is a, this is work every week uh, in, in that department. I mean, I'll probably say the the time of like meetings and everything, and 
training camp. Uh, it was harder than I expected because I thought in the, in the NFL, I thought it was just like, I thought everything was easy. Right. Like you do get a little bit more time, like off-season-wise right. and stuff like that. But so the that's season. That's the easy part. But the season part, like, in the season, you got to, whatever you got to get done in the off-season, you got to get it done because, like, when the season start, you know, you got to be locked in. Do you realize what you're doing right now? Like, do you realize that you were first-team All-Pro your first two years in the NFL? Like, I, I, you, do you quiz. know the other guys that Pop have done quiz. that? There's only, like, there's only, you're one of three people in the history of football. I don't really, I don't really overthink it. Like, you know what I mean? I'll just right. take it one day at a time. Like, I'm just trying to keep doing what I'm doing for the city of Detroit. And I'm trying to be able to just be a provider, you know, for my family. So it's like, I'm always humble. I'm never getting cocky off my accolades or anything like that because I know in the snap of a finger it can be gone. So, you know, I'm just trying to stay consistent, stay healthy, and just keep doing what I'm doing. Lawrence Taylor, Micah Parsons are the only other two people to do what you're doing. I just, I want to let you know because I can tell you're not a huge history buff in football. Right, I've seen a little bit like to know or, or know that you're just about right now and capitalizing, but it's really cool, man. I hope you know we respect it. Big I mean, time. that's amazing. It's that's amazing, incredible. Man. Amazing exactly. because Parsons is on his way to the Hall of Fame. LT is one of the greats of all time, and based on what you've done so far, you you're just on keep your doing way. What you're doing, and you're going to be there. Yeah, that's the plan, man. So, what needs to happen next year, other than Aaron Rodgers play more than four snaps for the Jets <laughs> to get to where we thought they might be this year? Man, just everybody. Um, Buying in, you know, buying into what Coach Sala, you know, has planned. You know, us just embracing the coaching, us just embracing the, the brotherhood, you know, the bond. You know, because when, when, you, when you form a brotherhood, you know that you're going to go out there and dominate. You're going to have your brothers back. So, you know, us just playing for one another, that's, that's all it takes. You, um, I'm sorry, I'm messing with my can't hear return or anything, but what I, what I, what is it about Detroit, all right? My best friend... And the Tampa Bay Bucks, right, was Dwight Smith. I don't expect you to know him. He had two pick sixes in the Super Bowl, right? Mm. Dwight, Dwight was the man. What is it about Detroit that just has this, I love the lights, I love to show you what I got, like I'm the man and just eat it? Like, well, Tell me about that mentality. It's the, it's the grit, you know. Um, Detroit, all the lights and everything like that, it's not really all in Detroit, you know. When you play those high school games, they kind of dry. Right. You know what I'm saying? It's not like Texas football, Arizona, right. or Cali football, you know. So it's like when we see those lights, it's like we want to make the most out of that opportunity. Right. We're not used to that. You didn't get big high school crap, exactly. like 20,000 in a high school game. Exactly. So now you're like, I'm here, and I, yeah. this is amazing. Yeah, right. exactly. Like this is where I should have been. You right. know what I mean? Yeah. So that's all it is. It's a mentality thing. You know what I'm saying? we just always grateful for the opportunities that we receive. Yeah. You know what I mean? You oh, go ahead, Mike. What's the best thing you can tell us about the man who's coached you two years in the NFL, Robert Sala? Um, you know he's from Dearborn, Michigan, which is technically Detroit. You know, so that's my guy. You know, he always he's one of the ones who, if I'm doing good, he's gonna find the things that I could be better at, and I always appreciate him for doing that. I always respect coaches even more, you know, for being able to do that. You know, and not just. Being like a yes man, yes coaching, it's just like, are you doing good? Keep doing what you're doing. It's always, you're doing good. Keep doing what you're doing. But this could be better as well. So, man, just always having him around. He's extremely vocal, you know. Having a coach like that that's confident at what he do. Yep. You know what I mean? He always gets us prepared to play. You know, it's just up to us to execute.
got that great energy, Salah. That's what we sure. always love watching about him. His vein starts popping out of his neck like yeah. a psycho and all that. Sure. Um, all right, like you're pretty real. I want to know, like, who do you look at as far as one of your peers at corner that you go, damn, that guy's legit at corner. And then who's the guy at receiver that you've had to cover so far the first two years where you were like, damn, he's better than I thought he was, or I know it's a, it's a tough task facing him. Um, <clears throat> I can't just name one. You know, it's yeah. always like, like, like corner, you know, I'm going to think uh, Pat Sertain. Jalen Ramsey, um, who else? Jair. Right. Denzel. Yeah, Diggs. Um, Jalen Johnson. Yeah. Trayvon Diggs. Like, those some, those some dogs. Those are your guys. DJ Reed. Right. You know, it's just guys that really do it. Michael Carter II. You know, I could name a whole whole list of guys. And like, receiver, you know, Tyreek. He always a tough guy to cover. Um, what do you got to remind yourself with Tyreek? Right? Like, he's the fastest guy in football, right? Yeah. So how do you attack him or play him maybe compared to other people? You just got to be patient. You know what I mean? He like a jitterbug. Like, right. The, the moves that he make, it don't slow him down. Like, he, he, he can do a lot, but it's like it's not going to slow him down right. when it comes to releasing, you know? And then other guys, like, you got this guy's who I haven't won against, like Calvin Ridley. You know, Calvin Ridley, that was my favorite receiver in um, high school right so in high school when I was playing receiver he was a guy him and Chad Ochocinco was the two guys that I was watching to try to get better at receiver you know gotcha. then you got guys like Amari Cooper you know route runners great route runner you know I can name bro, I, I can name so many it's a, it's a lot of guys out there man. Yeah. what made you go <clears throat> toward corner instead of receiver since you used to play both um when I was in high school just playing against Cass Tech and um, our, my, our corner and our safety ran into each other. Our corner ended up breaking his jaw. Our safety was cool. I wasn't even training for corner, for corner, so that was the crazy thing. I was still playing receiver. They threw me out there against Cass Tech. Like, that's a, a rival. You know, this guy, it's a lot of great players that come out of there. Like, right. You know, so I went in there, I dominated, and, um, yeah, it was history ever since then. How much does having played receiver help you play corner oh a lot it's like you know what the receiver's thinking um you know what the quarterback's thinking to a certain extent you know it's the nfl so you're not always gonna know what they're thinking but yeah um ball skills is just so much so so many things that that receiver can can do to help me you know uh become a corner all right so now i want to ask you about quarterbacks your quarterback tell us like i know we didn't get to play a lot but Aaron Rodgers, the impression he left on you this whole year and kind of what he meant to your, meant to your Jets football team. Man, he's, he's a true leader. You know, uh, it's always great to have him around. You know what I'm saying? Uh, he's the best quarterback I've ever seen. Like, yeah. I've ever played with. It's, the things he do and the throws he can make, like, I've never seen them before. Not in the game, not in practice with my other quarterbacks. I've just never seen them, so... What you is know? it, though? The suddenness, the velocity, the accuracy? What Everything. is it? Everything you just named. You know, he going to zip the ball. I remember this is one play in practice. He threw the ball to the receiver. I almost picked it. My hands was there. The ball went through my hands. And my, my gloves had burnt, like, burnt marks Yeah, because it spent, it spent <laughs> yeah, so it went hard that, It went fast. that fast. Right. Like, I couldn't believe it. I'm like, bro, this is the first time this has ever happened. So, right. You know what I mean? Like, he's, he's just different. You got him that necklace. Did you give him a bill after and be like, hey, I got you this, but here, like, you're Aaron Rodgers. You got all this money. You pay for it. No, nah, no. Nah, <laughs> you we, picked we up the tab? 
Yeah. Damn, you are you are rich. Damn, you are rich. Nah, I, it wasn't like that. It was more more of a gift, you know, for right. my jeweler. You know, my uh, jeweler, he's a huge fan of uh, Aaron. Right. So, you know, I helped him come up with it. And, you know, we made that happen. You know my favorite story I heard of you the whole year this year when you were at the Knicks game and you saw oh, Jessica man. Alba yeah. with him and you didn't know who that was. And then it was all about the, don't you going to get caught up? And you said, how could I get caught up? I'm the catch. Nah, that was a great quote. I don't remember. I don't remember the, the, the specifics. Of, yeah, yeah. I, remember, I remember that's what I said, but it wasn't like getting caught up. Like, like. It, it was went, something it else. It went like that. It was something. It was something else, though. Okay. You know what I'm saying? And I, I, I seen her before. I just didn't. Know, I didn't know her actual name. You know? Right. Right. I got That's you. All that was. All right. Sasha's here with us today. Thanks to the folks of Verizon. Tell us a little bit more about what you have going on. And it's always great to be here. I'm honored to be here on behalf of Verizon, the official 5G network of the NFL. Now they're the network that the NFL fans, players, and coaches rely on. So it's always great, you know, to work with them. You know. I'm a Verizon fan. I've always been a Verizon fan. I'm a Verizon fan. guy with you. You know what I'm saying? Yep. So, and this Saturday, I'll be at the Runner Playlist Live this Saturday night, also on behalf of Verizon with uh, me, Destroying, and a couple more people. We'll be creating our Super Bowl playlist. Cool, man. I like that. That's really cool to be a part sure. of. All right, go party with I Sauce Gardner and Verizon on I Saturday night. I love the saying, all gas, no brakes. I love that saying. But there's brakes for a reason. Don't you yeah. have all, all gas and some brakes? <laughs> oh yeah, you gotta you gotta read between that. You know what I mean? Cause Salah, I don't think he have brakes. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's all gas. He's just always going. But you know, as a player, you gotta be able to. You gotta know when to at least tap them, yeah, right? Yeah, tap, tap the brakes a little bit. Yeah. All right, there he is, Sauce Gardner, two-time All-Pro, joining Lawrence <laughs> Taylor and Micah Parsons. As Legend. The only three to be first-team All-Pros in their first two NFL seasons. Let that sink in, Sauce. Yeah. Awesome career so far. We look forward to seeing what you do next. We'll be back with more from Las Vegas right after this. Okay. We're going to have somebody here. Who's here? Got I you, Bobby hear Wagner. I Bobby believe. Wagner. We've He's got Bobby with, Wagner on the program. He's at, back there hanging with Chad Ocho Cinco right now. From Seattle to L.A., back to Seattle. Bobby Some Wagner. changes with the Seahawks this year. Here he comes. What's up, Bobby? Bobby Wagner, future doing, Hall of Fame linebacker, one of the best ever. Good to see you. Bobby, good to see you, buddy. All right, here we go. My first time. Hour it's two your first of time PFT Live. In person, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I've talked to him on the phone before. He doesn't remember. But oh, no, I'm, I'm saying I interviewed in you in person. I mean, right. That's right. That's it's right. Yeah, that's right. How right. are you? I'm doing good. Yeah? yeah what's good. What, what's, uh, what's life li been like, you know, with, you know, Seattle, L.A., back to Seattle once again, right? You know, how's that change of, of life and scenery been so far? Uh, it's been cool. I mean, I think. Uh, you know, for me, I've been in Seattle for a long time, so obviously I'm familiar with it. Yeah. Uh, I got familiar with it. Um, but going back to L.A., it was just that's a life that I was familiar with when I was young. So it, it was it was cool. And then going back to Seattle, um, I think there was a mutual uh, respect and appreciation uh, because we stepped away for a year. Yeah. That I felt uh, me and the fans had. And, and uh, you know, that year was special um, from that standpoint. Uh, I was just unfortunate that we couldn't, uh, you know, do Capitalize, more. Yeah, I hear we couldn't you. do more. Were, were you, did you have any feel or sense at all that this was going to happen with Pete Carroll? Like, it caught us by gu off guard. We're, we're all over the NFL all the yeah. time, right? Uh, did you have any sense that this was a possibility? I didn't have any sense, yeah. you know, I think because 
you know, obviously it's kind of like with, uh, you know, Bill Belichick. When you think of Seattle, you think of Pete Carroll. Right. And, you know, everybody talks about those two, um, you know, those two styles of, of coaching. And obviously both are very different, but both are very successful. Right. And so, um, you know, but also you know that, that at some point um, it was going to come to an end. Um, I just thought maybe Pete would have had more control of it. Um, he stepped away because he wouldn't retire or something. But, you know, uh, he is the oldest coach in the league, and but he doesn't he doesn't look that way. And when you're around him, he definitely don't act that way. So I'm pretty sure this won't be his last thing. And if it is, it's because he wants to. Yeah. Were right. you surprised his name didn't even come up? Um, I don't know. I don't, I don't, I don't know what goes into that, uh, the, the coaching process, because I think there's a lot of um, – candidates over the years that haven't got looked at or haven't got jobs that are surprising to a lot of people so um i'm not sure what what goes into that um but i, I think i don't think um you know this would be his last name but from your perspective what you've seen especially after being away a year and coming back this guy's still got it he can still do it his energy is is crazy you know when you when you if you put him in front of some of the younger coaches, you won't be able to tell the difference. Yeah, so, you'll be like, he's younger. Yeah, yeah, so he definitely has the energy. Um, it's just you know figuring out what they want to do with it. Hey, you did nobody tell you that yeah. you're old? You're not supposed to be good anymore. You know I mean, mean, they tell me. They tell me. You're I mean, really, what you're doing is kind of incredible. I just, Thank I you. hope you know that. You Thank know, you. I'm a football historian. I mean, I, you know, grew up in the sport. Thank you. Middle linebackers, and what are you in? 11 now? 12? This Where is 12. About to be 13. So much yeah. for a football historian. Well, right. I don't remember the exact. He says he's a football historian until you ask him something specific. I just went off totally at the top of my it's, head, it's and I was in the ballpark. No worries. But it's incredible. Six-time first-team All-Pro. Right. Six-time. Six it's times, and the sure. the passion's still there. The work in the off season, do all those things. You're still full steam ahead. Yeah, man. I still, you know, I take I take my time to, you know, obviously let my body recover, but I try to <clears throat> I try to get going. Um, and you know, obviously as you get older, um, staying in shape and yeah. eating right is 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 way um, more important, you know, in the off season. But you know, I, I'm fortunate enough. I got a guy like LeBron James to watch and see some of the things that he's doing. Yeah. Um, you know, playing at such a high level at, at an age where people think he should not be doing the things that he's doing. Um, I watched Ray Lewis. Um, I watched Lennon Fletcher. Right. Um, all these guys that have really, really long careers and, yeah. you know, fortunate enough that they were, you know, um, you know, willing to offer me the knowledge that allowed them to, to last as long. And so I just try to do my best to use some of that as well as do some of the things that I, I believe in. What are some of the things? What are some of the things, yeah, that, that you're doing? Because it's working. I think it's the change in um, some of the change in workouts. You know, I think as they got later in their career, they, they stopped squatting. Right. Because, it you know, it's harder on the too knees. too hard on your yeah. back. So they start doing, um, you know, more sand training, right. um, more different forms of training. So a lot of that is that. Um, yoga. Um, and then, you know, just the lifestyle. You know, yeah. I think a lot, of, a lot of times guys – when they, they don't do the same things in, that they do during the season and the off season. Right. And so just making sure that that's a consistent lifestyle, I think that's the thing, too. Monday after a 49ers game in year two, what did it feel like compared to Monday after a 49ers game in year 12? Like, what's, what's the difference in Mondays now? You know, it's funny. <laughs> um, it's not much difference. Right. And the reason why is 
uh, the preparation is different. I'd yeah. say year one, year two. You're just going. You know, you're just going. I'm eating pizza. Right. You know what I mean? I'm, you <laughs> know, my, my, the man. my metabolism was crazy. So, <laughs> right, you know, right. I probably had so much fast food and things of that nature um, that I know if I was still eating like that, right. I would be hurting the yeah, next day. Right. So I don't eat that way no more. So I, I think, you know, I recovered pretty well. And, yeah. and um, you know, I feel good. Yeah, good, man. You know the 49ers very well. What's the toughest thing about their offense to defend? I think it's um, the creativity that they have, um, the talent that they have. And so you can – they can run the exact same plays, and it could be for different people. You know, they can have uh, – Debo can be an option one play. McCaffrey could be an option another play. Then you got Kittle could be an option for another play. And so normally you come into a game, you try to stop one or two players. Uh, but they have so many different people. And then they have, like, really good – key role players that can step in and, and do those things as well and so I think that's what makes it tough you know their their um their weapons can can click at the same time which is dangerous yeah I, there's no doubt I mean both teams you know you you've gotten a, a good feel for both of these guys right yeah. Mahomes what's jumps jumps out to you in your experience playing against him I think the toughest thing to defend um for him is the uh the off the script plays right like the plays where um, he just extends the plays or even like where, uh, you know, Kelsey's supposed to run a certain right. route a certain way, but, you know, he reads the defense and, and, and uh, plays it a certain way or kind of just finds the open hole. So it's, um, you know, this is one of those games where, um, you know, you watch film and just understand that not, they're not going to be exactly where right. they're supposed right. to be. you got to be ready for backyard. You know, How do you practice exactly. for that? How do you even begin to practice for that? You don't. Yeah, you don't. Because again, like you said, you don't know when it's going to happen. You don't know when they're going to go off script. Um, you just got to be aware that it's going to happen. And I think that's that's the biggest thing is being aware that it's going to happen. And what, what, but what do you do when it happens? Is it just stay calm? Keep. I mean, what do I what do I do? Everything's gone out the window. Just go to the ball. What do you do? So um, when you play a quarterback, when you play quarterbacks, period. Like in my opinion, um, you know, some defenses allow you to read the quarterback's eyes. Right. And like the routes. His, his vision on the, the routes will take you to the routes most times. Right. Um, when you play a guy like this, you have to be more locked in on your person because if he scrambles, they have scramble rules. Right. And so right. Um, if you're locked in on your guy and you just match up on your guy, it gives you a better chance. But if you're looking at the quarterback, this quarterback, yeah. you'll lose your guy. Yeah. Right. And your guy will, will, will make the catch. Right, right. I, I know that's, that's why he's the man. Uh, all right, so yeah. here's, here's a one I got for you, right? What's a stronger feeling? The winning of the Super Bowl or how you felt after the loss of the Super Bowl the next year? Oh, uh, man, that's a that's a great question. Um, I would have to say the loss. You're right. And the reason why I would say that is because um, when we won, um, we were young. We didn't understand. It was like year two. We're right. not supposed to be there. Right. Um, and in our mind, it's like we're going to get there every year. Right. And so going into that next, going into that next year, yeah, twenty fourteen, the statistics were saying we were not going to get back. Right. Um, and it was a challenging season for us. Right. Um, even that the game before we, the, you know, the NFC Championship yeah, game. That, right. That that was a hard game. Right. But we were able to get there. Yeah. You guys were in trouble and came back. Exactly. Right. And then you know, we're going back and forth, and we're literally right there on the doorstep to you know doing things that people said that we couldn't. And we obviously didn't didn't uh, you know didn't finish the job. And then I think 
um, just what happened after that, the, the business happened after that. So yeah. you had like, you know, obviously the feelings from the loss, but then you had the contracts right. that had to be Free figured agents out. Agents and you know, everybody want to go. You know, everybody, right. Now we're not young. Now we're like, okay, we're, right. we need to get paid. And right. now the business coming to us, but we were still able to, um, you know, have our group last longer than than people you know expected together. But uh, you know, unfortunately, we just. Couldn't get Just run the ball up the uh, middle well, of Marshawn. Let, let, me, let me ask this. How long did it take to get over that decision to throw instead of run? And were there some guys on that team that never got over it? Me, it didn't take that long um, because, I, I, you know, it kind of made you more hungry to, to try to get back there. Um, but I, I will say there's, there's certain guys that are still not over it to this day. Wow. Yeah. Tell us, uh, go ahead. Well, I was you're doing good setting it up. Well, I was, I'm going to hear it, Mr. It Nationwide. I mean, you're good yes. at playing middle and, linebacker. And he's a finalist for Walter yes. Payton Man We're of the Year sure Award, too. We're not sure about all this other stuff, so let's see it. Nationwide. Yeah. Um, you know, our partnership and what they've done with the Walter Payton Man of the Year Award, um, they've, they've came across, I think this is 10-year mark, um, of them being a partner with, uh, you know, for the Walter Payton Man of the Year. Um, the things that they're doing um, to help us and, you know, kind of, push our platform um i believe it's uh 2.3 um right. million that they've um you know kind of given away and, yeah. and helped you know the causes and things like that um i think it's just been a blessing um to be a part of it a blessing to partner with them you know on something like this because i think at the end of the day you know uh football is amazing uh but what we do with our gift and what we do with you know some of the the finances that we've been able to to accumulate over the course of my 12-year career um, to help other people and having them, you know, help us has been amazing. That patch awesome. that goes on your jersey when you win and what it represents, but that mm, is the most cool. awesome patch in all of football. Yeah. When you see that, the, the the old sculpture in the cape, it's just yeah. great. We wish you all the best Thank as you. you are one of the You're finalists this year for the Walter Payton Man of the Year Award. Thank you. Yep. Bobby Wagner, future Hall of Famer, Seattle Seahawks. All right, that's it, homies. I uh, hope you enjoyed all of the interviews this week. On Monday, Chris is going to be back at it at the desk with co-host Connor Rogers. We're going to dive headfirst into the offseason, talk some draft, talk some free agency, and of course, uh, take your questions. Uh, so uh, you'll get that on Monday. Uh, enjoy the rest of your weekend. And thanks, as always, for listening. Peace out. You haven't heard about number crispy yet. Well, then, you probably haven't heard the sweet silence after the first crispy bite either. Go try it for yourself to hear the best not sound you've ever heard. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.